What's up guys, Nathan here, and today I wanna to talk about the most profitable poker strategy that nobody uses. Let's jump right into it. All right guys, so what is the strategy that is highly profitable that for some reason most people still do not use these days? It is variable bet sizing. This is something that I've been talking about literally for over 10 years on my poker blog. If you've followed me on there, in my books, courses, and in these videos right here on YouTube, and I'm going to break it all down for you today including walking you step-by-step step through some example hands. All right, guys, so the first thing you need to understand about how to make your bet sizes in poker is that there is no one-size-fits-all. This is where a lot of people go wrong these days. In the era of GTO and solvers, this is getting even worse for a lot of smaller stakes players because they get some sort of result from one of these programs or one of these gurus that they watch on YouTube, and they convince themselves that this is the proper bet size in all situations, in all poker games. And the problem is that you are simply not adjusting to your surroundings, and that is just simply not the most optimal way to play the game. Guys, you need to understand that Every situation in poker is dependent on, for example, the stack sizes, the player types, does the game have antis or not? This completely changes the math. Preflop, if there are antis in the game, the pot is going to be 50% more than in a normal poker game, so it completely changes the math. You can't use the same bet sizing in both of these games or it would be completely suboptimal. Cash games and tournaments, aka MTTs, also require different bet sizing strategies, table positions, and on and on. I'm gonna give you a simple example in today's video. Let's talk about it right now. So $1, $2 cash game, you are dealt two red queens in the big blinds and a fish who is one of these recreational players splashing around just there to have a good time, raises it up to $10 from the button. So how much should you be re-raising in a situation like this? And I'm going to assume we're re-raising in this spot. We have the third best hand in Hold'em. We've got a player who's playing probably 50% of all hands dealt to them here on the button. We want to be re-raising for value here. So the question you need to ask yourself, guys, I'm gonna tie this into economic theory right now, is how much is your customer willing to pay? Guys, I've talked about looking at the game of poker like you're running a business and understanding that when you're in a situation like this, you have a product, which is your poker hand, and you've got other opponents at the poker tables and you can think of them as your customers. How much is this person willing to pay to go see a flop with their hand? Much like a publicly traded company like Apple, for example, would never sell their iPhone for $100, you don't want to make it too little here in this situation either. And of course, on the flip side, Apple probably, they will not sell their iPhone for $5,000 because they also know that that is too much, that their customers are not willing to pay that. So a typical, I think iPhones are around $800, $900 these days, because they have found that that is the sweet spot, the market equilibrium price point for all of you econ majors out there that their customers are willing to pay. And that is exactly what you should be looking to do in this situation with your poker hand. How much is this person willing to pay? Well, we already talked about playing 
against a recreational player here. Fish, recreational players, they play the game for fun. They're not worried about the money. They like to get in there, mix it up, so they're going to be willing to call more than most other player types that we're gonna discuss in a moment. So in a situation like this where we're clearly re-raising for value, once again, we have the third best hand in the entire game, we definitely want to be sizing up in a situation like this. So I would make it $50 to go, $60 to go, and so on. And I'm gonna discuss some extreme examples in a second where you might just wanna go all in. Now, I am assuming 100 big blind starting stacks here in a tournament, once again, with 20 big blind stack sizes, 30 big blind stack sizes, it's going to be different. But I don't have time in this short video to cover every single format, but what I wanna do right now is switch up the player type to help illustrate this point better for you. Once again, $1, $2 cash game, and we're assuming around 100 big blind starting stacks. Once again, you're dealt two red queens in the big blind, and this time a knit, who is the tightest player at the table. This is the kind of player they also call a rock, who is one of these tight, fearful, serious poker players who's there looking to win. They raise it up to $10 on the button. So how much should you be making your re-raise in this situation? Well, guys, this is what I'm talking about, how the situation is completely different in this spot. I would actually size down here. I would probably make it around $30 to go, knowing that this player will not call a bet size of $50 or $60 because it is a completely different player type who thinks about the game in a completely different manner than a recreational player and therefore we need to adjust our bet sizing accordingly. If you just followed solver programs or listened to poker gurus, they would have you raising to the same size versus both opponents here and we already know that versus the recreational player who's willing to pay a lot more, we would simply be leaving money on the table if we only made it $30 versus that player type. And on the flip side, if we tried to make it $50 or $60 versus the net player type here, that would also be incorrect because that player would likely fold their hand too much. So guys, you need to understand that being able to calculate the right bet size for your specific games for the player that you happen to be looking across the table at in this particular hand, that is the most profitable bet size. And now I want to talk about an extreme scenario just to truly bring this point home for you guys. And that is something I call the play money principle. Now, if you guys have ever played any fake chip money on the internet, which by the way, is the most popular form of the game online, any online poker sites, this is what the vast majority of people actually play. And if you're one of the 50% of the people on planet Earth who has a Facebook account, you might have heard of Zynga poker as well. This is another format of fake money poker where tens of millions of players play for virtually nothing at all. Now, if you have ever played any of these fake money games on the internet, you know that nobody folds their hand for any amount. In fact, if you're playing at the lowest stakes, play money, fake money games, you will know that even if you go all in preflop, you will often get two or three callers. They will call you with king four, 10, seven, for literally something to do, they will call all in preflop. So in this extreme example, if you have two red queens preflop in a Zynga poker game or you're playing play money poker on the internet, 
what is the best play? It's to go all in. But if you listen to the poker gurus online or the solver programs, they would have you betting, you know, three times the big blind or something like that. And all eight players at the table would call you, which of course is not what we want when we raise preflop. So guys, the bottom line here is the real mark of a true poker pro is being able to adapt their strategy to all situations, all game types, all formats, all player types that they're up against, and they don't subscribe to one cookie cutter, one size fits all strategy because they know that that is not even close to the most profitable way to play this game. Guys, poker is all about playing the player, understanding who you're up against, and being able to adjust your strategy on the fly. This is something I talk about in all my poker books. While I do have suggestions for what raise sizes, what bet sizes you should do, I tell you in the books, please, if you do not think that my strategies are working for you in your poker games, throw them out the window and use your own strategy. The numbers that I suggest is just a general framework for you to go on. Unlike other poker gurus out there, my recommendations are not the word of God. You know, I don't claim to have infinite poker knowledge about this game. I just provide general ideas and it is up to you to make the adjustments in real time for what works in your poker games. Guys, I hope this one helped you out. Don't ever subscribe to the dogma that there is a one size fits all approach in poker. This is the surest path to failure in this game. Always be thinking on the fly when you're playing poker and I think you're gonna get a lot better results at the table. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this poker podcast episode. If you wanna know my complete strategy for beating small and mid stakes poker games, make sure you go grab a copy of my free poker cheat sheet that's available on my website at blackrain79.com. And also make sure you hit like and subscribe here to the podcast as I'm putting out new episodes every single week to help you guys quickly get beating your poker games. I wish you guys all the best at the poker tables. I'll catch you next week. This has been Nathan Williams with blackrain79.com.